everyone. Thanks for listening in. Welcome to Leading Well, where we get to know leaders and how they make it happen. Let's welcome our guest today, Jane Hurd. Good morning, Jane. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Jane, what is it that you do? Uh, Well, (laughs) I'm a mom and a wife, and I have a full-time job. I'm called an enterprise sales manager for uh, the largest book wholesaler in the country called Baker & Taylor. There you go. Well, there you go. So uh, we usually just try to dive right in. So maybe getting to know you and that. What was childhood like? Where'd you grow up? That type of stuff. Okay, thank you. Um, So, well, I was born in Oregon in Roseburg. And then uh, my parents split up. And so my mom is from Salem. And she moved my mom, uh, me, my brother (laughs) and her to Salem. And uh, so I grew up in Salem mostly from third grade on and went to Liberty Elementary and Judson and then graduated from Sprague. Uh, Then I went to Lewis and Clark for a year and uh, transferred over to Oregon State and graduated from Oregon State. A year to remain unnamed. There you go. Yes. Uh, previously, more than a year ago. There yeah, you go. long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and so like uh, growing up, what's maybe one of the first things you felt like you had passion for or, yeah, if that makes sense? Well, I uh, love to read always. So I was a big reader and um, I had horses. So mm. I showed my horses for several years and I was kind of an outdoor kind of kid. I had mm-hmm. three brothers and older, younger. Uh, they're all younger, so I'm the oldest. Okay. And so my dad had a big ranch when we were growing up, an investment property. And so he got us uh, these ATC Honda 93 wheelers. Oh, yeah. And those were fun. And um, those were the days where. No helmets yeah. and all of that. It's amazing. And we thought three we wheelers were safe. Right. Yeah, they've <laughs> since been outlawed. <laughs> Not a good design. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of an outdoor kid just racing around on those little motorcycles and with my brothers and um, riding my horses and reading. And that was about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You have a favorite like genre or style of, of book you like to read or? <laughs> I read a lot of different things. Mainly, mm-hmm. I find myself reading uh, nonfiction, mm-hmm. uh, but I also like some fiction as well. Uh, mystery. Michael Connelly is my favorite okay. author, and um, I like romance, Christian fiction, okay. um, like business, uh, those kind of books. And I'm sure. reading um, currently a book called. Um, Live No Lies. <laughs> Live No Lies. Live No Lies okay. by John Mark Comer, recommended okay. my, yeah. by my friend Meredith. All right. So I'm enjoying that. And then there's a the Christian Fiction Book of the Year. Christian Book of the Year. It's not fiction, actually. It's called Find Your People. Oh, okay. And it's just kind of about how today's world, we're all very connected and with social media and everything, but there's quite a lot of loneliness in the world. And how do you de- develop those really close uh, relationships and friendships? Hmm. That's good. I highly recommend that. Yeah. Are you a paper version or Kindle or any? Does that matter? So I like paper books mainly, Mm. but I do have one of the old-fashioned Kindles (laughs) (laughs) 
because I like the non-backlit tablet because I can be really easily distracted if I'm on a tablet where I could go check email or oh, social media gotcha. or any of those things. Right. So the old-fashioned ones, it's just reading, and uh, those are kind of nice. Yeah, that's cool. And I check out a lot of books from the library, ebooks. Okay. Just to let everybody know, because you don't have to pay for ebooks. There's a lot of uh, books available at the Salem Public Library. There you go. For free. All righty. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, so, favorite thing you did maybe in high school? Like, what extracurriculars did you do, if any, or you know, clubs or something? I was in choir. Okay. So, for all four of my years at Sprague. And um, strong choir program, yeah, yes, very much so. And Salem is quite a small community. And our choir director, Mr. Gary Frame, went to high school with my mom. My mom had a trio of um, there were three ladies, uh, and they were singers, and he played the piano for them. Oh, so, um, and then when I moved back to Salem several years ago. I went to my mom's church with her and got in the choir, and Gary Frame uh, was also in the choir. <laughs> oh, wow. So it was great to see him again, and it was awkward calling him Gary instead of Mr. <laughs> Frame, but uh, I'm grown up now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. So you did some college, moved on. What was like your first, we'll call, real job, or, you know, what's that look like? Well, and maybe see, it was being yeah. a mom. I don't, you know. Uh, I don't no, know. I was yeah. a mom very late in life. Okay. I had twins when I was 42 years old. So okay. uh, my career definitely came first. And so I graduated from uh, Oregon State with a degree in elementary education. But I knew after my practical experiences that I just was not cut out to be uh, in a classroom with 30 kids. And so um, as I was graduating, all of my peers in the in the program at Oregon State were applying for jobs and and things like that. And that just really never entered my mind. That I, And so I was getting a little nervous. What am I going to do? Uh, I have to support myself. And so I was talking to a friend and, and he said, okay, well, you've got your degree. You could, you could do anything. You could go into publishing. And um, that was just a miracle. Hmm. So I um, I decided I would start applying for jobs in publishing in New York City. And um, one morning I was getting ready to go to school. I was doing my practical experience in this fifth, sixth grade split. And uh, so it was quite early. Um, and I got a call from Random House in New York. And so they said, well, we got your resume and... And um, we'd like to interview you. And I said, okay, well, I think I'm going to come to New York in January. This was December. I was just finishing up. Mm -hmm. And and they were like, oh, okay, well, maybe call us when you get here. Oh, oh, you mean like I need to go there sooner. (laughs) Yeah, right. So They're like, we're the big publisher. You're the person begging for a job. <laughs> right. This is Random House. And I had read everything about Random House. Bennett sure. Surf founded the company, and uh, it was just a, an amazing company. And so when I graduated, I, I did, and I graduated kind of in December. I did a weird <laughs> program because I had taken a semester off. But anyway, I finished 
And uh, I booked my plane ticket and I flew to Baltimore and my aunt uh, lived there. And so I had an interview at um, a couple of different publishers. And so I stayed with her in Baltimore and then I took the train into the city and I had my interviews and this was January. It was cold and it was, you know, I had to figure out subways and all of this stuff. Right. This little girl from Salem, Oregon. Exactly. A little Roseburgish, yeah, combo. Uh Yeah. (laughs) And so I had these interviews and I kept having to take the train back out. It was a three hour long train out to my aunts. And so I decided, and then they wanted follow up interviews. So I thought, you know, I can't keep doing this. I'm just going to have to go home and pack up my car and I'll move here. And so I drove across the country. By yourself? Yeah, by myself. Okay. And and I had some interviews lined up, but and I had my reservation, but it took me a little longer than I expected. So it was kind of late. And so I I get to my aunt's, I drop my car, and then I take the train in, and then I take the subway up to the Malibu. And it was 103rd and Broadway, which is just south of Harlem. Mm Mm-hmm. And just Jane and her and piece my of bag. luggage, and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking back on it, I don't know how I ever did it, you know. But and um, so anyway, long story short, here I ended up having a bunch of interviews. I didn't get the original job that I was really hoping for because mm. my my dream job was eventually being a sales rep, calling on bookstores. Okay. And I didn't, and and the job I was applying for, the woman who had it before me had jumped out to that role. So I thought, oh gosh, this is a great opportunity. Yep. Uh, but then that didn't materialize, and but they liked me, you know, and so, and um, it's not high paying, so I think they were more like desperate to get anybody really. But <laughs> um, right. So. I had a couple more interviews, but the perfect opportunity came up. It was in marketing to schools and libraries. And I thought with my degree in education yeah. and I, my love of books and schools and, and education and, and libraries, this was perfect. Made sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I got that job and and um, they and said, the okay, well, yep, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> they were surprised because I said, well, I'll take it and I can start tomorrow. And they said, because I didn't have any money. You no, know, you're I, like, I want to start getting paid tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. I had $1,000 to my name. My mom gave me $500. My dad gave me $500. And I had to get myself across the country and live until I could get paid. And I mean, that was, and I had a credit card, but I didn't want to get all in And when's that book coming out? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it only filled up a few minutes. I don't think I have a uh, whole book. I would love to. I've always <laughs> dreamed of of writing a story, you know, that incorporates some of these things from my life. But mm. every time I write something and I read it over it, it looks just really dumb. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to read that book. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. So um, so you, your career, at, at what point do you move back? West. Um, oh, yeah. Or... So uh, I I worked at, uh, I got my job at Bantam Doubleday Dell, it was called at the time, uh, which has now become Penguin Random House after many iterations. Many, yeah. you know, many acquisitions and yeah. That's right. So if I'd have stayed longer, I would have uh, had my dream job at Random House. Right. Uh, but I, um, I worked there for three years yeah. and 
Uh, I was paid $17,500 a year. And I was looking at today's dollars, what that would be, and it's $41,000. Which sounds amazing. I wish, you know, back then I could have made 41000 Try to live in New York. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because <Yeah. laughs> my, you know, I got two paychecks a month. One went to rent and the other went to the subway tokens. <laughs> and so, you know, I, there wasn't any extra right. there at all. But so I went um, on a business trip to San Diego to a library conference and I kind of fell in love with San Diego. Mm. And so I just started plotting and planning my yeah. way to San Diego. And so I moved to San Diego after San New Diego York. winters are a little more uh, endurable. Yes. <laughs> I left my winter coat at Goodwill and, you know, didn't yeah. look back. Although That's I love cool. going to New York City now on business trips where somebody else can pay. Yes. Or yeah. so I can eat. <laughs> yes. And that kind of thing and have a place to stay. But so I lived in San Diego for many years and I worked uh, at Harcourt Brace Yovanovich, was called okay. at the time. Now it has been gobbled up. It's called uh, Houghton Harcourt, I think. Okay. So I uh, lived in San Diego for many years and uh, met my future husband in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And so we got married and um, he's a great guy. He is a PTA. So he helps people after they've had knee surgery or hip replacement surgery. So PTA for others are physical therapy. That's right. right. That's right. And uh, so he helps people get walking again and and being safe. And uh, so it's a wonderful career, you know. I mean, I I had uh, something called frozen shoulder a a few years ago. And. I could only sleep in one position, blah, blah. This was like a year or two's worth of endurance, you know, and I'd never really had need. I've been injured a bunch of times, but never where you needed to do a physical therapist. But mm-hmm. I went in and finally, and uh, they did some exercise, showed me some stretches. And in two days, it, it was, you know, oh. all, all, you mean all, <laughs> all I had to suffering. do? All I had to do was. <laughs> right. Oh, no. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, have appreciation. I began, began to get a real appreciation for uh, for what they do. That's cool. So, so then here you are in Salem, right? Uh, I know you to be a pretty uh, plugged in person in our community. Like, So, I, I started getting the Statesman Journal. Being back in in Oregon, mm-hmm. I wanted to just I was soaking up all of the news and just wanted to get really reintegrated back into Oregon. And and at that time, this was back in 2013. Every month, it was a weekly or monthly Sundays or something. I can't remember exactly, but they were talking about this Cascadia subduction zone. And so this is a weird way that this um, I'm answering your question, okay. but it. I had never heard of that because I had been gone from Oregon for so long, and they had only discovered this massive earthquake potential, and so they were talking about how do you prepare your family, and I had my little kids, and two of them were off at kindergarten, and so I I wasn't sleeping at night because I was so scared of earthquakes, (laughs) (laughs) and how do I get my kids, you know, and um, so then I saw this little advertisement for CERT. C-E-R-T, Community Emergency Response Training, I think it stands for. Mm-hmm. And and it said, you know, it, here's how to prepare your family. You can take this class. We'll teach you all of this stuff. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to take that. And so I can learn how to protect our family and what we need. And 
So I took that CERT course, and and then I ended up um, joining the board of CERT, and we did all sorts of community events, like we did parade um, traffic um, flows, or we went to the uh, Mount Angel Oktoberfest and did right. first aid tent. Uh, we did the eclipse um, out at Kaiser Rapids Park. Mm-hmm. They had it turned into a campsite. And so we kind of um, did first aid and monitoring that. And so it was really neat. And I started seeing all these different people in the community and um, in particular, Mayor Clark. Mm. And I thought, gosh, she's so visible. She's out here doing all of these um, events with people. And I just loved that. And and um, so that was kind of my first intro into the uh, volunteerism spirit here mm, in Kaiser. Yeah. And uh, so I was very involved that way. And and then here's just a brief um, segue over into my whole library thing that you probably know. You, you do sure. know about. Yes. We've talked yeah, about yeah. this, Tim. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I was looking at our little Kaiser library, and I, I was taking our kids to the summer reading program and things like that. And then I started thinking, what in the world? Why don't we have a public library in Kaiser? Right. And libraries had been my world for right. my whole life. And uh, so it was just surprising to me. And uh, so I started talking to you. I was still going to conferences and things, and mm-hmm. I ran into B.J. Toey and John Goodyear. And B.J. Toey is a former library director at Salem, and John Goodyear was the director of the consortium. Mm-hmm. And so I asked them, you know, what in the world is going on with Kaiser? And so they kind of filled me in on the history and everything. And and so I decided, you know what, we've got to think about this and what can we do to change this and make Kaiser have a public library that could be part of the consortium. And, um, and so I started up a, a task force and it was people from uh, the library board and just from the community and and John and BJ. And so we worked on that for many years. And, um, you know, we came very close. The, um, John and BJ then joined the board. And I stepped out because they're amazing and I don't know what I'm doing, you know. <laughs> and so they took it over and um, they got it on the ballot to maybe uh, have Kaiser become a public library. and. Right. It barely failed, yeah. so that was disappointing. Um, but uh, Salem Public Library is is reasonably close, and so people can get books there. And the Kaiser Community Library, if you haven't been there recently, has yeah, been remodeled. It's really cool. It's yeah. adorable, and they've yeah. got lots of books to read. So uh, we, we do have library service. It's all volunteer. The, the city has given some ARPA funds, uh, the federal... Mm-hmm. Uh, grant funds to keep the library going for a little while. So so that's good. And um, so we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Uh, and then I really wanted to volunteer for the city on on something. And so I um, there were some openings on the planning commission and the budget com- committee, and those were v- of interest to me. And so um, I ended up going and interviewing with the volunteer coordinating committee for those openings. And and I got on the planning commission in Kaiser. And so that's been really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I know nothing about planning. And right. <laughs> so uh, we have a, a young person who's a liaison. And she asked all of us the other night, I thought she, she was just, she had a great question. She asked all the planning commissioners, how did you 
come to be on this committee, you know. Right. And and so we all told our stories, and it's uh, our uh, planning commission is quite different from some other cities planning commissions where we're just an advisory board mm-hmm. and the city planning department headed by Shane with them yep. uh, does the implementation uh, and the, that's, yeah, yes. Right. And so nobody's coming before us and saying, we need to do a, a land division or a rezone or anything. We, um, we just kind of offer our experience or yep. opinions about our community and we all moved here typically for a reason and we live here because we like how Kaiser is right and um, so we just offer that experience but we don't get involved in any of those decisions right so, and gotcha. some people have a lot more experience um, Jeremy Grenz is a contractor and she sure. has a wealth of knowledge and um, Francisco Saldivar also um, has a ton of experience. And so there are just varying um, people. Which is important, right? Because a contractor has a certain, uh, we need more development. We need to make more real estate buildings. So it needs to be balanced with everything, right? Yes. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's how I got involved. And then um, I got appointed by our city councilor, Kyle Duran, to be on the volunteer coordinating committee. So I do that too. And then... um, we have a Gubser, Greater Gubser Neighborhood Association, yep. and it was going to fold. And so they put out a plea, please come to this meeting, and we need board members and everything. And and pe- so I went because I didn't want our neighborhood association to fold. And, of course, <laughs> then I, I walk out being on the board. <laughs> so I'm on the board for that, too. Yeah. Um, but I really I love it. And um it's fun to be involved in and meet people and serve the community. And yeah. so that, that that's Kaiser really. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, serving your community is a really rewarding uh, experience. I think, uh, you know, I would say that God, God puts that in us to, to give back, so to speak. And, and because we do it, it fulfills us in some ways. So yeah. Yes, Kaiser is very volunteer in spirit. You know, it's part of our, uh, Part of Kaiser's, you know, pitch and logos and all that. But, That's uh, right. Yeah, really it's a, blessed it's a to really, be here. It's a really neat community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe for uh, our listeners who uh, are seeing you, that you're, you know, joining two or three boards and this and that, and they're like, oh my gosh, you know. But I got a little bit of time. I'd love to do something. You know, what would be one piece of advice you'd give them uh, on how to look or plug into something? Uh, good question. So. I would say for me, when I was thinking about these kind of things, I thought, oh, gosh, well, other people are smarter or they know more or they have more experience. And and that is so not true. I finally came to the point, well, why not me? And everybody can be involved. And there's so many positions that need filled and, and um, opportunities. So if you want to be on the... Um, we have two openings coming up on the public art committee. Mm. And so if you get your application and you just go to the Kaiser.org uh, website and you can fill out an application by May 31st. And our next volunteer coordinating committee is June 8th. And so you just come and you tell us who you are and, and why you want to volunteer. And, and um, we... 
usually um, there are more spots available than people who are wanting to volunteer. So you, mostly people just get on, though that has right. changed a little bit in these last couple of years. Uh, okay. More and more people are volunteering, which I think is really wonderful. But you can always also come to all these meetings. At the Planning Commission, we, we maybe have one or two people, kind of regulars, who mm -hmm. come. And city council meetings are open to come to. Sure. And the parks boards meetings and the arts and the Planning Commission, all of these meetings, uh, the Community Diversity and Engagement Committee, those meetings are open. And I would just love to see the City Hall packed with people coming to hear what's going on in Kaiser. There you uh, go. So you've heard it from Sorry. Jane Herb. But, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, honestly, uh, th there's lots of opportunities to use whatever experiences and gifts you have for those of our listeners, right, to to invest in others, invest in the community. And you can control the, the level of time commitment that it takes, right? And so don't be fearful of that. And none of us are perfect. None of us have it all together all the time. So don't disqualify yourself for that. We say the same thing about mentoring, right? You don't have to, you know, nobody's perfect, right? And so, but we all have some gifts we can share to, to improve someone else's life or to improve a community, right? So, yeah. Well, Jane, thanks so much for being with us today. Uh, if people wanted to reach out to connect to you, is there an email address or something that you'd want to share? Uh, yeah, sure. JaneHerb08 at gmail.com. I'm happy to talk to anybody who wants to know more about how to get involved in, in Kaiser activities, for sure. It's All right. a great thing to do. Cool. Thanks for joining us. You can listen to each of our shows on KSLM on Saturday mornings at 11, or you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening to Leading Well by Valor Mentoring.